You're listening to Radio Free Edville. It's Edville on the radio for free. I'm Roy Thomas Padgham, and this is your Edville Gazette for Friday, December 18th. Fine young auto cannibals. The War on Meat Goes Full Hannibal Lecter by Edna Farmer. Edville. Well, it was a little strange reporting in the summer that the future of meat protein was insects, but now... There's a new installation at the Philadelphia Museum of Art called Designs for Different Futures. It's not much to look at. Four bite-sized pieces of raw steak on a dinner plate. But the thing about this meat, according to the three scientists who grew it, is that it was cultured from from human cells, using the same techniques as the food engineers who are producing chicken nuggets from lab-grown chicken cells. Now, I have no idea why serious researchers would want to waste their time, and God only knows how much money, on a project like this. And I couldn't tell you why a few blobs of bloody human tissues qualifies as art. And I have no clue why it's called auto-cannibalism either, which sounds to me like what Mr. Farmer does when he fixes up the old chev with parts from the wrecker. But what's clear is that there's a big appetite for this kind of macabre publicity among anti-meat activists. They're worried that once slaughter-free meat is commercially viable, they'll lose the moral authority to force the rest of us into vegetarianism. Putting blobs of human flesh in public view is meant to blur the line between cannibalism and conventional meat-eating. The anti-meat priesthood appears to believe that we'll all be so confused or guilt-ridden that we won't ever again eat anything but potato salad and carrot sticks at family barbecues. Well, I for one think this is just too silly for words. The very idea of cannibalism is so creepy that Hollywood has been dining out on it for years. I'm old enough to remember when Charlton Heston discovered that soil and green is people! And my kids love doing their best Hannibal Lecter. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. My eldest is so good at it that she has us in stitches. And she's a vegan, by golly. Bottom line, the cannibalism taboo is alive and well in the farmer household. And I'm guessing it is in yours too. No amount of auto-cannibalistic nonsense is likely to change that, or win any converts to the veggie cause either. (laughs) Opinion. Jen's Two Cents. Kids and Photo Op Insanity. By Jen Hasselback. Little Britain. So I'm totally not judging, but is everyone hiring professional photographers these days? As a kid of the 80s, I'm pretty sure we never had a professional photo unless it was picture day at school. They brought those cool, laser-looking backdrops. It seems like this whole Instagram and Pinterest thing has gotten way out of hand. As an example, I was waiting at the bus stop with my kids, and one of the other mums comes strolling up with her kids, husband in tow, and another adult I didn't recognise. I knew that something was up first off. She wasn't wearing Kirkland brand yoga pants and she had a full face of legit makeup. Like, who does that for the bus stop drop-off? I'm totally not judging if you do, but let's be real. We all hate the bitch that does that. 
even though she's super nice and she sometimes drives your kids to school. Then the third adult busts out a huge-ass camera and starts snapping pics. The mum is trying to stage natural-looking photo ops with her kids while they wait for the bus. They make snow angels. Snow angels at 7am. They have a snowball fight. They played Ring Around the Rosie for Pete's sake. Then when the bus came, I thought the gong show would be over. But no, the photographer actually got right on the bus, wearing a mask, of course, to get some more candid snaps of the little darlings on their way to school. As another example, maybe of my own poor judgment, my own husband hired a photographer to capture the magic of our Christmas tree decorating non-party this year. Damn plague. Not only did he break the top off our damn tree, he also paid someone 200 bucks to set up an antique sleigh on the snowless sod of our backyard so all the neighbours could watch me try to wrestle my children into submission long enough to get a decent shot where we didn't look completely exhausted and totally sick of each other. I'm pretty sure at least one of my kids is crying and at least one had food on his face. I just hope they were all wearing pants, Kirkland brand or otherwise. Badger. Garbage tags are Canada's new reserve currency by Dick Badger. Edville. Okay, so you likely already know where I'm headed with this one, just from reading that headline. A reserve currency is where everyone agrees to pretend that paper money holds its value no matter how much of it you print. The US greenback is the world's reserve currency. But it's deep in the shit, as you likely know, because American debt to outsiders has reached 67% of the US economic output. Here in Canada, where everything trades in loonies, the story is similar. You ask yourself, hey, what's the Canadian dollar going to buy now that the feds are printing it like the counter on the Xerox machine is busted? And the answer is, I don't fucking know. So some investors are hoarding gold or Bitcoin as a hedge. But lucky for you, I'm here with the best investment tip you're going to get this year. So you want to pay attention. Garbage tax. you got to hoard garbage tax. Here's my thinking. The price of a Northumberland tag is today fixed at $3.75. And it buys you the removal of one standard garbage bag whose volume is also fixed. It doesn't matter how loony the loony gets or how much the waste collection conglomerates try to pass their carbon taxes onto you. What, do you think those monster trucks are going to run on solar panels? If you're sitting on, say, a thousand garbage tags you bought in 2020, they'll hold value even when the township is charging your neighbors $15 a tag because they were too dumb to hedge like you. Now, I'm not saying your neighbors are necessarily all that dumb. But they're going to feel dumb when you're the new Bank of Canada and everyone's coming to you for black market garbage tax, which have replaced dollars as the country's reserve currency and you're making a total fucking killing. Or when you buy your neighbor's 65 Mustang with 2020 tags that cost you 50 bucks. It could happen. You heard it here first. Special Series Kids and Geezers are L-M-A-O. Kids Corner. Gamer Boys are literally the fucking worst. By Crystal BB underscore Diamonds 16. 
Fam, I'm annoyed AF today. I need to pop off. PSA, I am so over Gamer Boys. Yes, I'm a chick. Yes, I rip COD. Uh, Side note, um, I didn't even have to look this up. I was able to figure it out on my own. COD is not cash on delivery. Uh, In this instance, it's a Call of Duty, which I understand to be a popular um, computer game uh, that, uh, you know, young people enjoy. Okay, uh, back on track. Stop DMing me pics of the ingrown nasty in yo jeans. I just want to play The Sims and Animal Crossing and Cyberpunk and forget that Rachel told me that Brion's her that Taylor saw a TikTok of Rayleigh calling me basic. Basic? The fuck, girl? You still use Facebook as your main social. Don't at me. Period. Distance fist bump. Senior's Corner. Best Christmas gift ever? Hot Wheels, obviously, by Buster Fogg. So I got up early this morning and started up my truck. I always let it idle for 20 or 30 minutes to get it all toasty for the missus. And while I was killing time, I happened to read in one of those big, annoying US newspapers that Amazon is unveiling a driverless car it bought for a zillion bucks from another idiotically named company called Zooks. Honestly, what the fuck is it with these kids clamoring after cars they don't have to drive with names from Dr. Seuss? I'll tell you what's wrong. They don't know how to be real men. Except for the women, of course, who have all the balls these days, and all the ambition, and all the attitude, and then some. And I've got no problem with that. But to get back to these young men, for Christ's sakes, they were raised on empathy and the wiggles and gender-neutral Barbie babies by parents who thought it would be just fucking peachy to run the biggest social experiment in history with an entire generation of guys who couldn't change a fucking light bulb, let alone bore out a Ford 300 straight six. Now, it's Christmas, so I don't want to rant. But I will say, that if these sad, confused lads have been raised on Hot Wheels, like every generation of manly men before them, they'd know how to make car noises by age two. And by age ten, they'd love fast convertibles with racing stripes and turbo engines. And by age fifteen, they'd be chomping at the bit to start driving themselves, instead of standing around in their fucking designer undies, waiting for the next driverless taxi to take them to fucking Starbucks to meet all their friends who also never heard of Hot Wheels and therefore have no idea how to be a real man. But they do seem like nice kids, a lot of them, so I'm not one to complain. World. Time Editors Remanded to Remedial Math Class by Janelle Blinglunk. Time Magazine's senior editors have been blasted by preschoolers across the United States for their bird-brained innumeracy. Like, you can't call two people person of the year, can you? said Georgetown pupil Molly Tote. It's stupid. Yeah, adds Molly's older brother. I mean, I hate math, but I gotta do it all day and night to get into a decent prep school. And here, these blowholes can't even fucking add. What's up with that? Gen Tote 
mother to Molly and Jeremy, was asked whether she thought small-minded partisanship might have driven America's flagship news magazine to pretend that two people are one person. Don't you use that kind of language in this house, young man, she replied, apparently in reference to her son's insights on the matter. Panda Palace Panda by Hugo Blue Frankfurt In protest of an escalation of the lockdown regime in Germany, a restaurant owner elected to fill empty seats with stuffed toy panda bears dressed to the nines, some even holding bottles of Corona beer. Get it? Corona virus? Yeah, yeah, you get it. It was a crackpot idea. A good friend gave me the idea, said Giuseppe Ficera, manager of Pino and apparent owner of hundreds of stuffed panda bears. We all have that friend with crazy ideas, don't we? Fichera hopes the German government will soon provide financial aid, though probably not for the panda toys. And in the meantime, he wants to bring some life into the place, showing video clips of the silent assembly, even going full mad hatter serving drinks to the dead eyes of dolls. Elsewhere, Mad Hatter Syndrome is spreading across the globe. As Maison Saigon in Bangkok fills seats with stuffed pandas to give patrons someone to talk to. And in London, the restaurant Tajine has laid out big stuffed bears to keep customers apart. No one said quarantining couldn't be adorable. Sexy photo shoot ends in Molto Imbarazzato by Bruno Enorme. Rome. Well, comrades, this is a sad story that will make your testicoli shrink like raisins in the sun. Down at the famous Trevi Fountain, which you know if you've ever visited Rome, there was a professional photo shoot last week. The goal was to come up with a powerful image to convey to the men of Europe that if they contract COVID, it might prevent them from achieving uh, eresione of the pene, which could uh, be a disaster with the ladies. But alas, there was a cold wind blowing through the piazza, and the young man picked to model his pene grande ended up with a pene piccolo, molto piccolo, in fact. And since no one had brought a zoom lens, the photo could not be faked. So the young man borrowed a banana from a crew member, and they did their best to improvise. But word travels fast in Rome. The poor man with the banana penny is molto imbarazzato. The photographer is being sued for breach of contract. Europeans are mocking the Italians for their prudishness. And no one knows whether the young Stelloni of Europe are even the slightest bit wiser about the lingering effects of COVID. E molto triste. It's very sad. Terror of the Trufula, or Hairy Panic, by Hugo Blue. Melbourne. Residents of the town of Hillside woke on Monday to find themselves blockaded by tumbleweeds in a phenomenon otherwise known as the hairy panic. Gale force winds and not an abundance of bad jokes whisked up the dry stems and seeds of plants from an unmaintained property near the suburb, tumbling them down towards Hillside like an army of awkward pauses. 
We were actually in shock. We didn't know where to start, said one resident, as the tufts, also known as witch grass, clogged roadways, piled into backyards and blocked off entrances to homes. Some were piled as high as four and a half metres. Some residents recount spending the day removing the freakish stalk piles, only to have them reappear the next day. Most believe the weeds came from an unmaintained horse paddock nearby. Either that, or Hillside happens to be located on the site where the boy planted the last truffula seed gifted by the Lorax. Maybe we in Canada will all think twice before complaining about snow days this winter. At least you can throw a snowball. I'm Roy Thomas Padgham, and this has been your Edville Gazette for Friday, December 18th. Tune in again next week.